Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the Studio Sisters podcast. Katie and I are both here together. Hey Kate, how are you? It's cold this morning. I know you guys, it's like, it's finally fall in Florida. It's cold for us anyway. We are starting off this episode with a little bit of spiciness. I feel like the longer we do this podcast, the more often I start an episode with, we're going to be spicy today. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, you guys, okay, we're going to be spicy. And the reason is because like, if you're listening to this or watching the video version, like I can pretty much 1000% guarantee you're here because you want to speed up the process of growing your Etsy shop. Yeah. But the truth is, and here's the spicy part is there's no secrets. Like there's no secret hack. It's just it's strategy and mindset. Like there are no shortcuts, no amount of paying for ads or Instagram followers is really going to like make or break you. Yeah. The thing is like going viral is not going to dramatically change the course of your business forever. Finding out this one secret on Etsy is never going to do it. The truth is most Etsy sellers and I hope that you aren't feeling called out by this, but most of you are giving up way too soon. Most people are really underestimating the amount of action that you need to take in your business. Even if that has literally nothing to do with Etsy, most people are underestimating the actions and the habits that you need to be successful with any business. And I will be honest here. I don't know a single successful business owner or entrepreneur who will tell you, oh yeah, I got it right the first time and it was super, super easy. I don't know about you, Katie. I don't know if you know any fine artists who are successfully selling their work who are going to tell you right away it was easy from day one. No, I mean, there's always challenges like in some form or another, but yeah, that being, all that being said, like you can skip like years and years of Googling and just not knowing what you're doing. Um, by getting training or mentorship from someone else that's already where you want to be, right? Yeah, and it's not gonna do you any good to get business advice from someone who's not living the life that you want and running the business that you dream of. That's who you need to find and learn from are the people who are doing exactly the thing that you want to do. And if that's Etsy, um, by the way, Katie, we just crossed over 11,000 sales this week on Etsy in just two and a half, little over two and a half years. 
um, on Etsy. So by the way, if that's you and you're like, I want to be successful on Etsy, we are your Etsy experts. And if being successful, the handmade business is your dream, you want to learn faster, you can get expert training and strategy from us in our course dream, create, sell, and you can get all of that information on our website, shopstudiosisters.com. But the truth is, with the exception of getting trained, there are no other like shortcuts. There's just habit building and doing the work. And so we wanted to do something a little bit different today and kind of like talk about the habits that we have built, not overnight, but over time that have led us to be successful. Now, 11,000 plus sales on Etsy um, in just over, I guess it'd be just at two and a half years. Um, so we want to talk about those habits. Like what are those habits of being a successful Etsy seller? We have seven we're going to talk to you about today. So the first one is to batch work literally everything that we can. Um, uh, maybe, can you give people a description of batch working? Cause I know we've talked about it a lot, but like maybe just tell them what it is really quick. Yeah, we have talked about batch working in the past, but it's been a while actually. So if this is the first time you're ever hearing this term, batch working means to take a task that you do often that's repetitive for you and do it all at once mm -hmm. so that you stop repeating some of the things and you only do them one time. So let me give you an example of that. So let's say that you are doing product photography. That's a task we can all batch work. So instead of making one product and then getting out your photo stuff and setting up your shoot and taking your pictures of that one product and then putting all your photo stuff away and then editing the photos of that one product and then putting them on Etsy and then you go back to zero and start with a new product on the next day, batch working is a way of streamlining that so that you only have to edit in one chunk of time and you only have to shoot photos in one chunk of time and mm -hmm. you don't get your photo props and your setup out every single day. You just get it out one time. So instead of photographing a single product at a time, you're going to dedicate a single block of time, let's say four to eight hours and do all of your product photography for as many products as you have in just that one chunk of time. And then it's done and you have eliminated repetitive tasks like setup and breakdown and you're only doing those at one time. So it's a huge time saver. And I think product photography is one of the biggest things that you can do. And we did, and it cut down on so much time in our shop. Yes. Photography is a big one. And now I do it with videos as well. So when I'm taking product videos for our Etsy shop, I do it the same way we batch work photography is I just get all the stickers and then I go out to my location, usually my tiny house. And I just do all the videos at once. That way I'm not having to go back and forth. Yeah. And also social media content too. Our Instagram reels, um, fun little behind the scenes videos, all of these we batch work um, as literally as much as we possibly can. What about in design, Katie? Can you give any tips for how you batch work when it comes to design? Okay. Well, let me just say that there are times where I just design one product and then I switch to doing something else because, you know, I'm an artist. That's just how it is. But if I'm planning a series, either of stickers or art or something, like that's where batch working comes in. So a series, we did a 
series of Western stickers. Mm -hmm. And I just batched worked them all over the course of a few days. Like it was just me, my watercolors and my iPad. And like, I was just going through designing stickers, like I'll work on one, then I'll work on the next and just go and go and go. Yeah. And you're not interrupting yourself with, by switching to other tasks. You're not doing any photography during that time. You're not packing orders during that time. Like you're just batching in that particular task. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you want to know a little bit more about this too, we put out a really great podcast episode earlier in this season on how to create product lines. So when Katie's saying we created a Western stickers collection, that's an example of a product line. And that episode is very, very helpful. And it's a, the perfect example of batch working. So if you have not started getting into the habit of batch working, I would really, really encourage you, this is probably the number one switch you could make in your Etsy shop to get more done, to be more successful is switch to batch working, start with your photos or start with the product designing process itself. Okay. Number two of good habits that got us to 11,000 sales on Etsy is focusing on money generating tasks. So Taylor, what would you say are not money generating tasks? Let's just start with the negative ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I always say you need, people need to do money generating tasks. And then they're like, what does that mean? Okay. Let's start with the ones that are not things that do not generate more sales in your business, redesigning your logo or branding when sales that, are slow. That one is really funny to me because way, way back in the day, of blogging, I had a blog and I would redesign it like all the time. Like every few months, I'd just be redesigning it. Okay. It's legit every couple of months, like maybe every six to eight weeks. Yes. (laughs) I'd be like, Katie, what are you doing? I'm redesigning my blog again. (laughs) Um, and that's such a way, like perfect way to kind of like look back and show your growth is like, We don't do that now. Like we have done one redesign of our logo in like, what, two and a half years. Yeah. And that's just because we were doing a brand audit and we wanted to shift our aesthetic a little bit, but I see a lot of people doing this like every week. Every week they're creating like new styles, new logos. Oh, and when I say like, oh, what's going on with your Etsy shop? They'll, instead of talk about things like, I want to get more sales, I need to create more product. They don't even talk about that. They say, well, actually I'm in the middle of redesigning right now. And it's like, no, you don't need to do that. That's not a money generating task. So that'd be the first example. Um, The second example I can give you of a non-money generating task is Social media, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, social media scrolling is one. This is a really big one. Like you're doing research, you start to say, let me go watch some reels and get some ideas. Um, And then that's all you ever do. Like you should not be spending hours a day on Instagram reels for research. Like there's just no way. Um, Or another one would be spending all of your time hustling on social media like creating social media content Mm -hmm. when you have nowhere to send people, your SEO isn't good or you don't have enough products to begin with. So you're spending all your time on social media, but what you really need to be doing is spending time on products. Yes, because then if they find you on social media and they like what they see, but then they go to your shop and you have like three things, but maybe they don't like the colors you have, then like 
they're just going to leave because you don't have anything for them to buy. Yeah. And I see this mistake a lot and it's like, we want to focus on social media first, but the truth is no, you need to focus on your business first. Picture if you guys um, walked into a shop, you had seen this really beautiful shop window. You're shopping downtown for Christmas and the window is just beautiful and it's super aesthetic. And you're like, yeah, that I know I can go in there and get some cool gifts. And then you go in there and they have a table with three things on it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I just haven't made more products yet. <laughs> this is what it's like when you spend all of your time on social media which isn't generating money because your shop isn't ready for it to generate money. I want to say that again. Like, don't focus on your social media when it cannot generate money because there's nothing for it to generate. There's not enough products to generate money in your shop through your social media. Um, And then one more social media thing I will say that is not a money generating task is anything you've been doing for 60 plus days and it's not working. It does take time. You've got to do something for a while to see it grow, but anything you've done for at least two months and it's still not working. So creating your um, social media posts and then resharing them to your stories and being like, look at this. Look at this thing I made and that's your caption. If that hasn't generated sales for you in 60 days, you need to stop doing it. Find something else to do. Think of other ways you can get people to interact with your Instagram. Exactly. It's shop, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Doing the bare minimum of resharing things to your Instagram stories without really creating any kind of reason for people to buy or look at your mm-hmm. products. It's that's some that's a perfect example of a task that is not money generating that you think you need to be doing, but really you don't need to be doing it at all. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what are money generating tasks. Okay, this is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> what are some money generating tasks? First of all, increasing your traffic with SEO. Mm-hmm. It's a big this one. Is the big one. And we have a ton of previous podcast episodes on SEO. So go start with those if you need to learn more about SEO, which is search engine optimization. Or go to our website, Shop Studio Sisters, and we actually have a free downloadable guide to easy SEO. Yeah, start there. You got it. (laughs) Product research and creating new products. So especially if you're new, if you have less than 100 products in your shop, This is a money generating task you need to spend time on. So create more products, do product research on what people actually want. Mm -hmm. What other money generating tasks would you highlight, Katie? Um, Probably creating upsells in your shop. So think of ways to have a range of product prices and varieties. So let's say you sell stickers is a great example you can have your individual stickers and then as an upsell you have bundles or bigger stickers you know a way to have people i guess upsell on their orders yeah increase that wasn't very clear. Average, yeah increase the average like dollar value of the orders which is a way to make more money even if your shop is small is to increase every single sale to a larger purchase Uh, Also business planning. So 
I know I said don't spend time redesigning constantly, but spend time planning. What what goals do you want to set for yourself month to month? We like to plan in 90-day increments or a minimum 30-day increments. So if you're not doing this for at least 30 days at a time, this is a habit that you need to build that will help you make more sales in your business is start planning out at least 30 days at a time. What are your goals? How many products are you going to list? What skills are you going to learn this month? And I just wanted to say those four things we just told you. So SEO, product creation and research, creating upsells and business planning. Not a single one of these has any kind of instant gratification. Because like we said in our spicy beginning of this episode, like there's no hack. These things take time. Yeah, you don't do it and then immediately someone sends you hearts and likes and rainbows like that or sales. That's not how it works. These things all help you build success in the long run. But if you don't do them, you don't grow. Bottom line, like if you don't focus on money generating tasks in a year from now, you're going to be exactly where you are right now. So it's really your choice. It's, you know, do you want to grow? Do you want to stay small? Okay, number three on our list of habits is having one to two top priorities each day. Yeah, I like this. We get asked a lot, like, what does our schedule look like? What is, how do we keep track of everything? And I think this is a habit that we're really, really good at. And that's identifying like, what are the like fire alarm tasks for the day? What two things or even one thing absolutely has to be done. And those things go at the very top of the list. So I'm just curious today, Katie, just for giggles, what what were your top two priorities today? Well, my top two priorities is, I guess if we're talking shop-wise, I need to finish all uploading all the designs into Printify and then also, um, oh gosh, where's my brain? <laughs> oh, creating the rest of the mock-ups for the new t-shirts as well. You guys heard that first sneak peek. We're adding t-shirts to I our shop. Katie just spilled <laughs> the beans. <laughs> and I think priority is Monday. Um, and we're going to talk about shipping in just a second. But then below that, a priority three for you is shipping orders, packing and fulfilling orders. But that's not the priority. That's just the task below. That isn't what's taking up like your most creative space in your brain, right? Yeah. I mean, it's something I do every few days. But it's just, it's on my to-do list. I will get it done, but that's not where all my brain power is. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so mine are, um, we have some new products that are going in the shop right now. So my priority number one is to tackle a few of those. I'm going to say probably two to three of those today as far as SEO. So getting the listings built for those products, that'll be my first priority. And then my second priority today is actually been business planning this morning. I've been outlining my task for the week and the month and meeting, setting up timelines for us so that we make sure we make things happen on time before our Black Friday sale. So those are my top two priorities. And I've already told myself like I could stop at noon as long as those two things are done because I have like some other projects that are important to me. So total side note, totally random, but I'm working on refinishing my coffee table and it's going to rain tomorrow. And so I've got to finish the sanding today. 
Um, and so I told myself like, hit these priorities, get them done well before noon. And then I can go work on that coffee table. Um, and I could always come back and work on other tasks. Obviously our to-do list, we have more things than just those two things that we do, but we identify the most important things and do those first, instead of just going into our studio and we're like, wow, what should we work on today? Let's do some stuff. Oh, this needs to be done. Oh, this needs to be done. No, we always start with what are our top one to two priorities. Imagine that you had a plan for your Etsy shop. Okay, so actually imagine no more. Maybe you don't know what you're doing wrong when it comes to your Etsy shop. You feel like you aren't good at your work. You feel like you do not know what to do when it comes to product photography and you're absolutely terrified or overwhelmed with the idea of Etsy SEO. So we actually used to be there too. If we knew in 2020 when we started our Etsy business, what we know now when it comes to Etsy strategy and how to do things step-by-step, step, everything would be completely different. We've worked really, really hard to learn everything there is about Etsy, how to grow your brand, how to find the right customers for your handmade business, and we've put it all together in a step-by-step -step formula that we have turned into our course, Dream Create Sell. Our strategy includes niching down, knowing exactly who you're gonna sell to, how to write killer listing descriptions and product descriptions that actually convert to sales, how to do product photography, and how that's different from your social media content, how to authentically market yourself and your brand, and 100% understand the Etsy algorithm so you know exactly what to do and how to get traffic to your shop. And the cool thing is that we turned this entire strategy into our step-by-step -step in our course, Dream Create Sell, which is a self-paced online course for handmade business owners who want to increase their sales and make more money using Etsy. Our course is open for registration now, and you can actually use the code PODCAST, all capital letters, to get $100 off of the course. This code never expires. You just go to shopstudiosisters.com and enroll in our course, Dream Create Sell. Now back to the episode. Or there's the other extreme where like you have this super long to-do list, um, you have everything like jotted out by the time you're going to work on it. And then like you just work in your business all day, you're a workaholic and you never leave your computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, the fourth habit that we have built is to ship out product only one to two times a week. So if you're a digital seller, you've already got this made problem solved. But if you're a physical product seller, I highly recommend that you limit your shipping days. So actually right now we're at three times a week because the holidays, right? Yeah. We added a midweek shipping day because we're just trying to get products out as fast as possible so that they're usually gifts this time of year. That way they can get to the recipient as soon as possible. Exactly. So that's not our norm, but it's kind of our sprint right now until December 10th, which is our holiday cutoff date. But the rest of the year, we maintain this pretty strict habit of we only ship on Mondays and Fridays. There might be times when we work ahead or, um, you know, make adjustments to that if we have travel or something like that. But what this does is it means Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, no one says, do we need to ship out orders? Let me go check, mm -hmm. right? There's no brain space being taken up by shipping because we know 
it only happens on Mondays and Fridays. And we have the setup in Etsy because we ship one to three business days. So that's perfect. That's a perfect timing to line up with Mondays and Fridays. This also sort of fits in with batch working. So like we are batch working shipping orders. So it's not like we got an order on Wednesday and we have to immediately pack it. And then you get an order on Thursday and you immediately pack it and ship it. So no, we only ship Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. And that batch working, you guys, like if you're not doing this as a habit, this is going to hugely free up time. So imagine like every single time you get an order, you pull up the website and you download the label and you send it to your label printer and you go get your packing supplies out. We only do that twice a week. And it makes a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. Number five, the fifth habit that we have developed is to over-deliver on customer service. This is not hard, but it's easy to be lazy on. I will say that. It's easy to think, like, I can just throw my packages in the mail and call it good. Um, So what we mean by over-deliver is, like, taking really good care of, like, the product styling, like how the package arrives, what it looks like. We answer all customer messages within 24 hours. I try to answer people as fast as possible, but realistically, like I try to check those messages once at the beginning of the day and once at the end of the day. And just like being like very aware and very genuine in your work. If you made a mistake with a product, like fix it. Bottom line. Actually, we made several this week. We have had our mom packing orders um, and helping us keep up with packing orders. And she sent the wrong stickers to the wrong people in a couple of different packages. And so people told us, they were like, not a problem. We'll send you the replacement. It's our mistake. And you can just keep the other ones, you know? So you make it easy for the customer to just be like, wow, this is a great shop. Yeah, they weren't unhappy with us or anything because, I mean, they get double the amount of stickers. Yeah. Um, And even if, like, okay, let's say it was a product that was far more costly than stickers, like, we would still view that as just the cost of doing business. Sometimes you're going to take a loss on things from time to time because that relationship with the customer is more important, especially if it was truly your own mistake. Mm -hmm. There are other times where we're very firm with customers and we're like, I'm sorry, like, this is how it is. Um, I'm not going to send you a replacement when the product says delivered, like you're going to have to go through Etsy's purchase protection and I'm not going to just send you product for free. But if it like truly is your own mistake, like be great at your customer service. And people, oh, I was going to add one more thing to that too. Um, because shipping is part of customer service. Like people, if you are late on shipping, it's not the end of the world. Like if you have something come up, your kid is in the hospital, like you missed your shipping date, like just being open and communicate with them and like own up to it, you know, explain to them, like, I'm going to have to extend out your processing time. I'm very sorry, but I promise I'll ship it on this date. Um, and you might have to refund someone from time to time as a result, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's called a great customer service. Like it's owning up to being a business owner. Okay. Number six on our list of habits that got us to 11,000 sales on Etsy is setting limits on your work time. And I know you actually just touched on this with your coffee shop project. You're going to work on this afternoon. Yeah. Anything else to add? (laughs) 
my coffee table project. I'm not building a coffee shop. Sorry, coffee table, you know. Yeah, small difference. <laughs> um, yeah, setting limits on your work time. So we have a like a stopping time. And I would say for me, most of the time it's like three o'clock is typically when I stop for the day and I go to the gym. Um, but I, and sometimes I'm working the evenings, but very, very rarely it's more like if I want to, but I, I really try to protect and limit my time spent in my business. If that makes sense. It does actually, because one of the whole reasons, like you actually, you're self-employed, you're an entrepreneur, it's that you have freedom in time. Exactly. So by having those like one to two key priorities every single day, we no longer feel bad if not everything on the to-do list got done that day because did I hit my my red flag priorities? Yep, those are done. Okay, so that means there are no more emergencies. So everything else will still be there tomorrow. It's not the end of the world as long as those two key priorities got done every day. It, I think it makes you like more motivated in your business, just more inspired. You have more fun. And like Katie said, like, what's the point of doing it if you don't create more time for yourself, which is the whole point of starting your business. And our last habit is to practice manifesting and staying in a mindset of growth, like constantly staying in a mindset of like, how, how can I learn more, grow more as a person, scale my business even bigger? How can I keep dreaming bigger and making my dream get bigger and bigger the more that I grow? And this is for me, incredibly motivating, um, to keep going, even on days when things are really slow is just knowing like, but look how far you came and like, look how much more you don't even know yet is available to you. It's just really, really crazy how the more you just become open to like, my business is going to change my life and the lives of my family. When you start saying that as your reality, how many more things start happening for you? Yeah, it's definitely all about mindset. And putting those things into like tangible practice. So creating a vision board, writing in your journal, putting post-it notes um, where you're going to see them as those positive reminders. And, you know, we're really quick to fill our lives with like dumb stuff um memes I won't say memes are dumb but you know negative things like there's just a lot of other stuff that we're okay with taking up space in our lives but we're afraid to put our amazing inspiring scary dreams into tangible places in our lives mm -hmm. we're like afraid that someone's gonna walk in and see that post-it note on the wall or the fact that Katie and I we have a in our studio we have a vision board that has, um, make $200,000 in a year on our wall. And like, it's can be uncomfortable to think that people are going to see those things, but we're so quick to fill our lives with other stuff that like, frankly, isn't going to change your life. Um, so this is a habit I would say that is like, so, so important that has really helped us is just becoming more bold in our mindset and making that like an actual tangible part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Like literally believing like your Etsy shop is going to grow, even if it takes time. Um, 
and it will grow. Like you just have to believe it. Yeah. So we talk, we have a lot of conversations about like when this gets too big for us to handle, because we don't want to spend all day, every single day packing orders all day long. When this gets too much, what's our next step? Not if I didn't say if we said when, and we start having conversations like, okay, do we want to look at print on demand? Do we want to look at hiring someone? Um, what are our growth steps when we hit that point? We're simply believing this is already available to us and we're more prepared when it happens as a result. Yeah. So these are the seven habits that have gotten us to 11,000 plus sales on Etsy. We hope that this was helpful as a kind of behind the scenes into what it's like to be a successful Etsy seller selling full-time on the platform. If you loved this episode, we would really appreciate it so much if you would take the next two minutes of your time. I promise you, you can do it in less than two minutes and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. As you probably know, podcasts are not free to produce, but we love being here with you all. And one of the best ways to ensure that your podcasts and your favorite ones, they keep going is to support them with your five-star reviews. Also, if you are looking for our fast free guide to Etsy SEO that we mentioned earlier in the podcast or any of our other helpful handmade business resources, you can find them in the show notes for this episode or on our website, shopstudiosisters.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon.